This is Zay Flowers, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, here of course with the Trash Man as we continue to break down the fantasy fallout from the NFL draft. As we were discussing before we got on, well, having to take Big Felix from K-State now in Kansas City. Took took him over Lucas Van Ness in one of our uh, one of our deep dynasty IDP leagues. Feel good about it. Don't th- I think there's maybe two percent of our audience that gives a shit about IDP. Uh-huh. <laughs> but anyway, talking about that, and, I, and 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 even fewer who play in the kind of league we probably nobody uh, plays in the kind of messed up <laughs> league that that is, dude. That Matt Deutsch cooked up. Like he, th- what they do in that league is they it's all these producers and Deutsch and like all the guys from Sirius that or I guess Deutsch isn't with Sirius anymore. Half those guys aren't even with Sirius anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Nick Costos and all these. And they just make up new damn rules every year and all get together and vote on them. And we don't pay any attention <laughs> to what the new scoring settings are, man. It's like, that, I, I can't believe how we're, this must be just Jalen Hurst just dragging us along in that league for sure, man. I'm not, I'm not sure how we finished so well last year where we got such a crappy pick this year. I look at that team, it's, uh, it's tough. We'll be getting Javante like, Williams well, uh, back. The defense is good. Yeah. Yeah, and it's by making those kinds of p- picks, man. King, King Felix is going to be stepping into a big role right off the bat. I'm not sure the same can be said about Lucas Van Ness, who didn't start a single game last year, but certainly very athletic. All right, uh, we're going to break down the um, AFC North and the AFC West today as we continue through this stuff. Just a quick reminder, we do have um, – I just got a note, actually, in Slack. We just now got a version 1.2, so we're already version 1.2 of the dynasty rookie cheat sheets as I've done a couple of dynasty rookie drafts on my own. I've noticed some things and some ways that I want to draft that the cheat sheet might not have been suggesting at first, just a couple of changes in a couple of different spots. So those have been updated. Uh, trash man is in the process of continually updating the dynasty top two fifty for startups uh, over at rosterwatch.com. And we're up to version now, number 2.1, of the underdog best ball cheat sheet. I, I wanted to ask you real quick, does does Randall Cobb deserve to be in the top 250? No. Randall Cobb, man, Randall Cobb sure made a good ass friend in Aaron Rodgers, didn't he? I guess so. You ever met He might have made, something on Aaron. He might met a friend he might like be that. holding something over his head. Picture yeah, some 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 kind of creepy pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Lord knows Aaron Rodgers could have some creepy pictures in his past. He has, I can guarantee it. All right. Oh, and trash man, did did you see the uh did you see the renew, the news report that came out from um what is it, KCPRO or something down there in down there in Houston about um about K- Tank Dell? KPR K KPRC Channel Two with the with the report they had from um yeah, the story was CJ Stroud and Tank Dell. Apparently after after CJ Stroud was taken on day two, CJ Stroud FaceTime Tank Dell, and he's like, "Yo, dog, I told him I gotta have you. Like, we're, like we're gonna take you here." And like a minute later, he gets the phone call saying 
saying they listened, they took him and they, they, they took him in the third round of the draft. In the future, QB wide receiver duo will be the future for years hey, to come. <laughs> hey, hey. I said, I, I, I wrote on Twitter, I said, How does the trash man always know? What the hell, dude? Yeah, dude, they definitely think pretty high of your boy Nathaniel, your boy Nathaniel Dell. Um, all right, let's get to the AFC North. If you want to listen back to the AFC South and the AFC East, you can listen back to the last podcast. Next two, we'll be doing AFC South and AFC East and finishing it off with, I'm sorry, NFC South and NFC East, finishing it off with NFC North and NFC West. So today, starting out in the North, Baltimore. So Baltimore goes Zay Flowers in the first round of this draft. And other than that, not much from a fantasy perspective for us to talk about, except for, you know, no adding any extra running backs, nothing like that. Things are looking up for J.K. Dobbins in that sense. My deal was this, dude, at the draft, and I probably got a, I got more shit trash man for a take I had at the NFL draft when I was at the player profiler house that they put out as like a meme, you know, like a quote tweet thing. Mm-hmm. Where I just said that this is a sw- like this is a swindle for for Zay Flowers. This isn't good. You, you know, like it's going to be a glorified Devin Duvernay. I understand. I talked to I talked about how it's a new offensive coordinator, right? I know it's Todd Monk and it's not, you know, it isn't a Roman deal anymore. With that being said, does it just not does it not seem to you that like does 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 nobody understand that when Lamar Jackson is such a good runner, you like J.K. Dobbins, he's gonna be a good runner. There's gonna naturally be a slight lack of passing volume to the outside wide receivers whenever there's just the running to be content, contended with. But also, man, Mark Andrews who he loves to throw to is going to be a target share monster. And I love Isaiah likely. And I think that he's going to continue to kind of be that team's built to where Lamar Jackson can run on his own. They can hand the football off. They can throw to the tight ends. And now you're talking about Zay flowers as being in a newly crowded wide receiver room with Rashad Bateman coming back and Odell Beckham. And Odell Beckham yeah. It's, it's a swindle. People are just like, you don't get it. It's like, that's what, what do you mean? I don't get it. This is my <laughs> job to think about this stuff. You know, they're just like, tell me you don't know about what's going on with the Ravens without telling me you don't know what's going on with the Ravens. I was just like, are you, are you serious? Like, I understand it's a new offensive coordinator. But, to, like, doesn't this feel like kind of a sting as far as a landing spot? Like, I, as, 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 as a guy who took Zay Flowers in one of these leagues where I have to draft before the NFL draft – I didn't feel good about it. You know, I like I didn't feel good I mean, about it. Especially when you have two tight ends like Likely and Andrews. And then you have yeah, it's just too many targets to go around. And, but that would be that would be difficult on uh, on any team really if you had that many viable pass catchers. He stays in the top 4 of dynasty rookie picks i think just based on the pure talent alone i mean we're talking about an a b level talent and sometimes those guys can overcome these situations who knows what Otto beckham has in the tank rashad bateman has proven he has a hard time staying healthy right i mean there there are clear pathways to where you could see you know if Zay flowers is the guy who stays healthy out of all these dudes you know he's, he's definitely a very rich man's version of one of these you know tylen wallace james prochet types of situations we saw last year right when whenever everybody was hurt 
But I just think you're counting on a lot of things happening that may or may not happen with Zay Flowers. As far as J.K. Dobbins, where do you see him now on the whole landscape? Like, would you rather have J.K. Dobbins in best ball for next year? Or would you rather have Miles Sanders on that uh, nice new contract with the Carolina Panthers? I I still think I'd probably like Dobbins there. I just think Dobbins is a better player than Sanders. And I think that offense is – at least we have some idea of what that offense might look like. Um, Carolina, I mean – I, I wish all the best for Bryce Young. I still don't know what that offense is going to look like. It's going to look better. Bryce Young's a G. He's yeah. Better. He's a 5'10 G. Yeah. Sometimes G's are 5'10, man. You, mm-hmm. you got to take them as they come. Um, they only make so many of these guys who could do this at this level, dude. Like he's, he's, You think Miles Sanders is a better pure runner than Dobbins? Uh, no, I don't. I think Dobbins is a better pure natural runner. I think Miles Sanders is more well-rounded, perhaps okay. a tiny bit more athletic, but I, I don't think he's a better pure runner. He, he certainly has done that. I mean, with Miles, no, no. I mean, with J.K. Dobbins, we used to say, like, we're talking Larry Johnson stuff here. Yeah. You know? um, okay. Let's move on to the Bengals because that, that, here's, here's another question. J.K. Dobbins or Joe Mixon? That's where Joe Mixon is beginning to fall now in these early drafts. Um but not much done in this draft that makes you too particularly worried about Joe Mixon. The reports have come out since as well from uh, from the coaching staff and from GM or whatever. I don't know. Do, do they even call Duke Tobin the GM? Or is he executive yeah, yeah. vice president of personnel? Whatever it is. From from Duke Tobin saying, you know, he likes Mixon. They're going to need him. You get three strikes in Cincinnati, I guess. Well, counting the first one? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so yeah, he's got one left. Yeah, he's going on. He's going on strike four here. Um, let's see. So the draft picks by team here. I'll just pull up the ESPN deal to make sure I'm not forgetting anybody. All right. So Cincinnati, they go Miles Murphy to start, of course, and then well, we got to talk about Charlie football in the fourth round. Charlie Jones from Purdue. Uh, you don't think t- Chase, you don't think Chase Brown poses any threat to to Mixon? No, I think that Chase Brown is a. I and you know what. Chase Brown's going to need to get a lot better in pass protection before he even poses a threat to that role that Samaj P. Ryan had last year. Do you remember how bad he was yeah. in pass pro? Yeah. Like he, he, he's going to need to pick that up. The reason why I was saying that Roshan Johnson would have been such a good pick there would have been, man, he's just so good in pass pro. He, he, like he shows up as a supercharged um, Samaj P. Ryan at the very least. And if time is to, is to be missed by Joe Mixon for any reason, he's a guy who's capable of being a – you know, more of a high efficiency yield handcuff than we would generally think for um, some of these other guys that are in these kinds of roles. So I I was thinking that Roshan was going to be that pick there in the third round for them. Instead, they elected to go with um, Jordan Battle, the safety out of Alabama. But then they did take Charlie Jones out of Purdue, um, Charlie Football, who I just – I mean, he, he, dude, we liked him on, on his evaluation. I think he led the FBS in receptions last year. Um, I, was, I was reading on the, um, on the Athletic just earlier today about how the uh, Bengals scouting staff, whenever they went to Purdue to go do some of the scouting stuff, they heard about how you know Charlie Jones, of course, was a transfer – transfers in there for a final year um 
gets in a house with Aiden O'Connell and just moves a whiteboard right into the middle of the living room, right? So he's one of these guys that wants a whiteboard in the middle of the living room. He, dude, he's, <laughs> he's, 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 he's Charlie. He's Charlie F at football, dude. Um, super fast at the – Super fast at the combine. He, I think he ran a was it four four three. Do you have our rookie eval sheet pulled it's up? A four, he ran a four four three. Okay, so I want to make sure I'm not messing up on any of this stuff. But he is going to be 25 this year, correct? Yes. Okay, so older guy, but super productive. Four four three. To me, it's like he could be a Tyler Boyd replacement easily. I'm not. I'm not saying he has to play out play out of the slot, but. He he easily could. Charlie Football has been going in the third round of my Superflex tight end premium dynasty drafts that I'm in right now with sharp players. I mean, I was just in I'm, I was just in a draft where um, actually it was in the fourth round where Curtis Patrick took took him. Uh, Curtis is a real sharp player. I was hoping Charlie Football would fall to me. I think that I think in some of the sharper leagues, people are starting to kind of take him at the tail ends of these drafts, and I think it's a good idea. I was I was tilted that I couldn't get him. Um, but yeah, I, I think the biggest news Mixon. I don't feel like Chase Brown is that big. A, if he's there, I don't think it hurts him. I think that this hurts maybe some of the, some of the backups that they have there. I can't believe I'm going to forget. Was it Chris Evans? Who's, who's Chris one of Evans. them? Yeah. So Chris Evans and Travion Williams is, I believe is still on the roster. It certainly hurts those guys, you know, but I, I'm not sure if, you know, I think that, the whole Chase Brown thing is a play for the future and maybe not a play for the, for the immediate term. All these guys are, they, but here's the, here, here's the other thing. Everybody thought they were going to take a tight end. Yeah. And they didn't. I think, yeah, maybe it's Irv Smith is the, that's the lead that's been buried here. Dude. It's, it hasn't been buried on the best ball cheat sheet. He is an excellent pick. And like the 15th round is your second or third tight. Like if, if you get an early tight end, you just hold out for – and you don't want to pay up for one of these middling kind of sexy names like a Chigo Conquo, yeah. right? Just just hold out for Irv. Like, he's a perfect life preserver, great offense, awesome talent. Do you do you, do you have the rookie 250 pulled up? Or, I'm, I'm sorry, the, the startup 250 pulled up? Yeah. Irv's on there, right? Did, did you get – Yeah, he's on, on there. How, how old is he going to be this year? Because um, he came in young. Is he just going to be 25? Let me adjust this by name. He will be 25, yeah. I don't think he's even 25 yet. So, yeah, I think that's a big takeaway from the Bengals draft is um, is Irv Smith and the fact that they didn't feel like they had the need to uh, go elsewhere. All right, so who's next? What is this? I guess B.C. So Cleveland? Cleveland. Okay, so Cleveland uh, in the th- they get their first pick in the third round here, and they go ahead and take Cedric Tillman, who was injured most of all last season. Did have a big twenty twenty one year at um, Tennessee, and a guy who a lot of people thought had some. I mean, I know that there was one mock that I saw that had Cedric Tillman going with the last pick of the first round to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, of course, that didn't that didn't end up happening as the Chiefs, as we talk about, went with King Felix, but. Um, other than that, not much from a fantasy perspective. You don't think Zach guys. Evans? What? Zach, Zach Evans? Evans? Went, no, Zach Evans went to the Rams. Right? Zach Evans is a Ram. Did, is he labeled as Cleveland somewhere where you're looking? 
don't tell me I'm having a brain aneurysm on air here, trash man. I mean, Zach Evans is backing up. I thought he. Oh, I just. I just for some reason I thought he went to the Browns. No, so he goes to the Rams. So yes, the fact that they didn't take a running back—that's even in the absence of Kareem Hunt—that's a big deal. Considering you know that's a big deal for Nick Chubb, who's going earlier and earlier and earlier in the underdog best ball drafts. Um, it's a big deal for um, Jerome Ford to some degree as a guy who you can take as an 18th round handcuff in these early underdog drafts and somebody who you want to have in dynasty. Uh, should you have Nick Chubb? I feel like we talk about the high efficiency yield handcuffs at this point with the lack of other options that the Browns have on their roster. Let me just look and see who else they even have because we know that Ernest Johnson is now a Jacksonville Jaguar. Um, so on the roster, they also oh god. So dude, they're to, we're we're talking Demetric Felton, who's a slot wide receiver, John Kelly, who I can't believe is still even in the league, and Nate Nate McCrary, a street free agent. So if anything were to happen to Nick Chubb, we would be looking at the twenty twenty two fifth rounder Jerome Ford, who was. Probably a lot better than that selection. One of the guys that Byron loved most in that draft. Trashman, I know you and I came away from the senior bowl not too not too over the moon with Jerome Ford. We tended to come out of there a lot happier with Damian Pierce, Rashad White. You know, so that's a yeah. that's a hard group to stick out with stick out from whenever you see those guys catching the football so well and everything. Some inside runners like Jerome Ford aren't gonna stand out in that kind of senior bowl setting the same way that those guys could. Do you feel like Elijah Moore's dead in the water in, in Cleveland? No, I think that – I mean, what about Donovan Peoples-Jones? I mean, he, I mean, he was, he was already – he was already on the come up. He, what, what do you mean he was already on the come up? Last season. Yeah, started, I mean – right. But, you know, he, he's – he's far as being fantasy relevant. Right. Well, he's out – He's he he's out after twenty. Like the, the he's he's an unrestricted free agent after this season. Cedric Tillman's the DPJ replacement. I mean, very simple, right? Seems like it. Well, he 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 looks like DPJ, similar yeah. kind of guy. So I think that's the play there with Cedric Tillman. Who else do we have left in the AFC uh, North here? We've been, we we go. Um, we went Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Cincinnati, scroll, Pittsburgh. scroll. Oh, Pittsburgh, right. Pittsburgh. So we have, they go at the very beginning, they go offensive line with Broderick Jones. Then they get Joey Porter Jr. with the first pick of the second round, somebody who a lot of people thought they might take at number 19 overall. The only real fantasy relevant thing here, I, I, I think, is Darnell Washington. And he's the tight end out of Georgia, trash man that tested like an absolute stud. Yeah. Giant. I mean, if you read about the way that they talk about him, he walks into a room. He's just a massive human. He doesn't look like anybody else who you'd ever see. And his testing was what, like fourth or fifth best, you know, at the whole combine. If you size adjust it, I mean, the guy ran a four six four or something. It's just an unbelievably athletic big guy. But they kind of Mike Tomlin said like he wears this. You know, he's got like a bumper sticker on him that says like six offensive linemen. Right, and I don't think he needs to. Yeah, and they're talking about how whether or not – and then you say people in the Pittsburgh beat, if you listen to – I can't believe I'm such a sicko. I listen to Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Just, <laughs> it's, 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 really, it's really – people like, you got such an easy job. I'm like, well, I do, 
But I mean, I got to sit around and listen to the Steelers podcasts all day. But anyway, what, what these guys are saying is they're like, their big debate is who's, who's the number one blocking tight end on the depth chart now? Is it Darnell Washington or is it Zach Gentry? Is, 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 is what they're saying. To me, it feels like it's, you know, you spend third round capital on Darnell yeah, Washington. Yeah, why would you draft that guy? <laughs> yeah. And here's, here, here's the other thing about him. He's going to catch some touchdowns. He's too big and too fast not to. He's, he's going to take some of those red zone looks off, off of Pat Fryermuth's plate. He's just, he's just going to. Yeah, which he's 6'7". Yep. Is he 6'7"? I think he's 6'7". I mean, he, he, he looks that – dude, he's a giant. Just a giant. And he's fast. He's just a different – he's a different kind of human being, trash man. It's like a different kind of dude. But, um, yeah. So, but, dude, I also think it's good for Najee Harris. Because what what is you know what is not what is Najee Harris like? When does that guy get in trouble? That guy gets in trouble when they're trying to run the outside zone to and and they're trying to trying to run a two or three technique and let him get a key off that and he bounces outside and stuff. If there's a good physical presence out there on the edge to curl that thing in, yeah. it's going to help him get to get to that edge and get a get a feel. I think schematically it makes sense that um, Najee Harris could get an uptick from from this just from a real football perspective and. Henceforth, I think a or, or and hence a um, and and henceforth <laughs> now that he's here in in Pittsburgh, um, to tell a, something that could uh, some something that could be valuable for him just from a pure uh, pure X's and O standpoint. So you're back on the Najee Harris train more than I was last year. More than I was last year. They they haven't done anything, and like I don't buy all this Jalen Warren stuff. There's no reason to play him. Najee's good. Najee's good, and I really like this addition for not for Najee. All right, let's see uh, the AFC West. The first one here is I'm looking. No, 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 no. Okay, so first one is Denver. All right, so we have the first pick of the Sean Payton era goes to Margin Hooks trained at Sky's the Limit in Waco, Texas. One Mr. Marvin Mims from Oklahoma. I talked about it on the draft podcast. I wish that he would. I wish that he would move to my neighborhood and be my next door neighbor, so I could ask him to help me come wrangle chickens at the end of the day whenever I need to put him back in the coop. Short area quickness, burst only, only in hill country. <laughs> short, short area quickness, burst, dude. A lot of these ex NFL players move out to the hill country. Trash man. It's gonna be yeah, hard. For, it's gonna be hard for my son to get to get on a football field come high school. <laughs> <laughs> um. The uh, the 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 but what I was saying about the whole, what I was saying about the whole chicken wrangler thing is short area quickness burst he can go side you know what I'm saying lateral agility side to side stuff jitterbug he's just a, and I just thought it was interesting it's like the first pick of the Sean Payton era is Marvin Mims and this comes on the heels of the fact that they picked up the fifth year option for Jerry Judy they're getting Tim Patrick back. Who knows what's happening with Cortland Sutton? They haven't given much lip service to Greg Dulcich. They brought in Adam Troutman. Um, I mean, look, I don't know what um, they're doing, and I, I'm, I'm not exactly KJ sure. KJ Hamler. To... Well, it's the end of Hamler. It's, I mean, that's what you would think. But Hamler was a pick of the old regime, and I'm just, I kept on trying to rag my brain and think about who's the Sean Payton, Marvin Mims. It's a good thought experiment. I'm just, I'm not sure who that is. I think it's. I, 5'11", 183. Probably Hamler. No, the Sean Payton one from the Saints. Oh. Who is it? Um, Maybe it was uh, – who's uh, – It's tough. 
There's not anybody that comes immediately to mind. The Callaway, maybe? No, it's, come on. He's not like a Callaway. Callaway's a little bit bigger, more, you know, could drape over you with his arms and stuff. I just, I can't, I don't know. I, I don't know what the pick is. I don't know why they did it, but, you know, it's like, I think it's at least interesting. And I think at Dynasty Rookie Drafts, it, it, he becomes an interesting guy to look at whenever you get to that spot. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take Jaden, you know, I wouldn't take him above, you know, Jaden Reed or one of these guys. I probably still take John, Jonathan Mingo over him. Was Peyton there in, in Dallas when Cole Beasley was? I don't know. I'd have to go look and see if that all intersects. Cole, Cole Beasley, by, by the way, just, just moved in next street over. So I got, I got his, 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 his son is my son's exact age and, 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 and is in his class. So good luck being the slot wide receiver to my kid. Um, okay. Uh, let's Telling see. you, they, they might need fullbacks. <laughs> They're going to go back to that at Lake Travis. Um, who's next up? Okay, so KC. So we mentioned earlier they go King Felix with their first pick, but in, with the second pick we get some we get some actual fantasy relevant stuff here, and I think he falls right in line there with that Marvin Mims, Jonathan Mingo, um, that area of these drafts. Even Jaden Reed maybe ahead of him. I wouldn't do it, but Rashi Rice, hand requested by Patrick Mahomes. Now, as hey, I s- like Rashi Rice. I always have. I hate Patrick Mahomes, the GM. <laughs> I hate the guy who says, go get me Clyde Edwards Elaire. Do you know who's a better GM than Patrick Mahomes? Most of them. Kyler Murray. Who wanted who wanted who did he want? Oh, he wanted Creed Humphrey. They said no. He wanted Tristan Wirfs. They said no. They finally this year just gave him his offensive tackle that he wanted. They should have done it the whole damn time. Yeah. Meanwhile, Patrick Mahomes is out here throwing out that he wants Clyde and he wants Rashi Rice. <laughs> but Mahomes did work out with Rashi Rice. Uh, he works out with all those guys at Always Open up there at MJ Michael Johnson Performance up there in Plano, just north of Dallas. He's with those guys all the time, so he has the you know the one on one relationship with him already. Um, I think that it's an you know I think it's an interesting. Interesting fit, you know. It is a yeah. It's a, people say it's a crowded wide receiver room there for Kansas City, but it, I don't it's really not, think that it's. Well, I mean, there there are just a bunch of warm bodies, but yeah. no, these guys are any good. I mean, they 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 don't want to play Justin Watson. Marquez Valdez Scantling just sucks. They they don't want to play this guy. You know, they're going to see what they have in Sky Moore. They're going to see what they have in Kadarius Tony. But there's plenty of room for like Rashi Rice to come in and do something to me with Rashi Rice, you looked at him. He was this record breaking phenom for SMU. And he broke all of the SMU records and just left all those Cortland Sutton and Prochet and Emmanuel Sanders and Aldrick Robinson and all these dudes completely in the dust. Danny Gray leaves them all in the dust. And then he gets to the senior bowl. You're like, well, well, really that guy. And I, I think, I think it goes to show what a good crop of defensive backs there were at the Senior Bowl this year. And we saw that come to fruition with how many were picked through the first and second rounds of the NFL draft. That but, too. And some of these guys just, you know, some of these guys are just gamers. They they don't really show up until they're in the game. And in Rashi, I mean, he had a pretty decent, he had some decent um, 
measurables at the combine, what, 41-inch vertical? That's that's pretty impressive. Sneaky, sneaky. I mean, the, the Rashi Rice thing was not sneaky. That's the, like the blaring deal, and people are going to be looking at him now at the turn, maybe even a little bit earlier than the turn in these dynasty rookie drafts because, yeah, you're right, trash man. 95th percentile vertical jump, 86th percentile broad. The 40-yard dash was only um, 4.51, but his 10-yard split, Jesus, his 10-yard split was 1.49, which is 93rd percentile. Wow. So that's like that. That shows acceleration. That shows burst. That shows a lot of the, a lot of stuff we didn't really see in Mobile. Yeah. We didn't see much of it. Maybe maybe he just needed a few more days to get in the groove or something. So maybe that humidity yeah. got to him. Rashi Rice, somebody that who southern humidity. I'll have to think about. What, do you have a thought on in rookie drafts of Rashi Rice versus Jaden Reed, who was just an absolute mega throbber of an all star at the Senior Bowl? I mean, I feel like they Jane both Reed go day two. They I faces mean, more real competition, especially in the red zone, than someone like a Rice. Yeah, but Rashi, but but Jaden Reed's better. He's better, but I mean, Christian Watt is really good. In Dynasty, shouldn't we factor in just the guy who's just better? I, I, yes, but you should also consider, you know, whose quarterback is better, um, whose offense is better. Okay, Are they so gonna be- but but these two need to be back to back. That's fair. They need to be back to back at at the very least. I'm going to make a note of that. Back to back for these guys. But you like them both better than than Jonathan Mingo in Carolina. He's right up there. Well, yeah, he is. That's what I'm saying. These aren't easy decisions. I mean, sight unseen. Yes. Okay. Just, I mean. Based on the situation and the quarterbacks, Isaiah Pacheco, Isaiah Pacheco, sneaky winner. Yeah, he keeps just flying under the damn radar. He's going to be their lead back. It's like seventh round pick. They who they bring in? They brought in Daneric Prince, who Byron really loved out of Tulsa from the Shrine Game. Okay, um, finally one left in the AFC West. Right, it's the Chargers. Quentin yeah. Johnston goes with the first pick. He was actually the second wide receiver taken off the board, um, which – Just as I thought. Just as Trash Man figured. They dude, they took both of the TCU guys. They took Darius Davis, too, in the fourth round. And I thought Davis that was – Davis, who I liked at the senior ball. I thought he was pretty decent. Yeah, strong and stout, too. Stronger than you would think. I mean, he he, dude, he did like 16 reps of, of, of the bench press at that uh, TCU pro day. Um. But they just, I mean, on 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 special teams, they just needed so much speed. They would have these, they would have these just super super slow, um, like guys like last year. Who was it? Carter, Carter, the, the guy that Carter. did what? DeAndre Carter. DeAndre Carter. They would have him returning punts and kicks and stuff. Yeah. Like what? Like is this? What's like? Fuck! Is this, is this the fastest guy on your team? <laughs> Like Jesus, you have to put like Eckler or something back there. If the, I mean, if this is all you got, this is wild. Um, I think Quentin Johnston. I mean, automatically. I mean, clearly, this is just, Josh Palmer. This is just a Josh Palmer wrecker, right? It's just a, yeah. a, a absolute wrecking ball. They didn't go. Um, oh man, I don't have it pulled up, but they didn't. I don't think they went. 
Yeah, so no more running backs. They took Max Duggan at the very end. I mean, I think this just means Austin Eckler, you got to put on a damn helmet and play football. It's like, quit, quit your complaining. We're not paying you. No one's going to trade for you to pay you a bunch of extra money and pick up that contract. It's good for him, good for Isaiah Spiller, good for all the kind of backup running backs. Good for Justin Herbert. I don't know. I don't know how productive in his first year that Quentin Johnson is going to. I mean, do you see Quentin Johnson coming in and being being an immediate, yeah, an immediate factor? Yeah, even more so than Jordan Addison with 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 Minnesota. May, no, not more than Jordan Addison. Well, I mean, maybe in the red zone. What about more than Jackson Smith and Jigbo, who's also coming into like a number three wide receiver? I think he very well could be, and that was one of the issues with breaking. Jack and Smith and Jigba ahead of him for me. I just it's it's it was a, kind of a terrible landing spot for <laughs> Jackson, but but yeah, I think Quentin's going to be an immediate uh, fantasy asset. Like you could put him in your fantasy lineup in the flex week one of redraft next season. Why not? <laughs>